Hello and welcome. Yes, thank you for the applause. My name is Shane A. Bassett, your host, the movie analyst, and this is another edition of Mickey Rock Talk. Let's talk Mickey Rock. Of course, this movie we will discuss today is Hunt Club, released in, well, I would say 2022 because it did the rounds of a lot of film festivals and then it got released on digital platforms to rent in the US in 2023. The film has a decent cast and uh, including someone in particular that Mickey has starred with on a couple of occasions in other movies. And this is a revenge movie that turns the table on the genre. It's a thriller, horror, action film, but revenge is at its core and it's twisted. Good movie. Surprisingly, not vampires. I thought it was. Just look at the poster and the movie Hunt Club. I don't know. I just thought it was vampires, but I was mistaken, thankfully. Gentlemen, glad you could make it. You think there'd be any way that we'd miss your boy's first hunt? No way, man. Uh, this is Cassandra. She's going to be joining us for Jackson's hunt. Each participant has a chance at winning $100,000. When you say participant, does that potentially include me? I don't see why not. <laughs> Hello, girl. Daddy's home. I like what I see. I like it. I like it. What brought you to the home club? And how are you going to reclaim your masculinity? I guess it's time for us to talk about why we're really here. Ain't nobody ever escaped from here. <laughs> how do I make that hundred grand? Well, you never ask. Why do you think they brought us here? They brought us here to hunt us. Would you like to take a bite out of that? I promise I'll help you escape. Are you really gonna search for all these guys and make them pay? Let's get hunting. Yeah, there you go. That is an above-average trailer, actually. Now I watch it, and um, listening to it gets me all psyched. I've only seen the movie twice. I actually wouldn't mind watching it again after those that uh, little collection of scenes in that trailer. Uh, in the opening credits, we have Mina Savari first, then Casper Van Dien second. But uh, unusually, and also, I guess, interesting, that Mickey Rourke... His name doesn't appear until about after another 13 and 13 or 14 names. But he is listed fifth in the end credits. Uh, and I also have something else to mention about the end credits later. So stay tuned for that. It's not good. And it's an oversight by the filmmakers, I do believe. So if you've seen movies like Surviving the Game... From 1994, starring Rutger Hauer, Gary Busey, Ice-T. Uh, the Hunt, from 2020. Great movie. Uh, that had Betty Gilpin, Hilary Swank, Emma Roberts in it. Hard Target is another good example. Jean-Claude Van Damme, Hard Target 2, even. Uh, from 2016, yes, there was a Hard Target 2, starring Scott Adkins. 
and to some extent, No Escape from 1994, which is also known as Escape from Absalom. Good film, starring Ray Liotta, Ernie Hudson, and uh, it was filmed in Australia. That's correct. From memory, up in Queensland, in North, somewhere up there. And also, I forgot to mention who else is in Surviving the Game alongside Rutger, Gary and Ice. That's F. Murray Abraham. How could I forget that? Man, he is a legend. And uh, Surviving the Game was one of those clamshell video cover tapes that you hired at the video shop. I don't believe it had a cinema release down under, but it is was incredible. It was always getting rented out. Good cover, great action movie. And Ice-T is just good anyway, but he was this smoking... Uh, homeless guy that got chased by these hunters, you could call them in inverted commas, and the smoking aspect of it was part of the movie, and I love that because um, it made it difficult him to difficult for him to escape. Okay, so Hunt Club, uh, it's about an assorted group of impure. They're mostly awful males that gather regularly. They hunt the actual unsuspecting random women they lure to the island well, a island in Mississippi. It's nasty, so be warned. They lure these unsuspecting uh, ladies, usually young girls, you'll see why later, uh, to the island with a hope that they'll get some money out of it. But uh, it doesn't really happen that way. And, yeah, it's not pretty. Hunt Club is really, when you think about it, after the movie's over, it's some weird gathering that's traditional, apparently, and kind of unexplained at first until it sets up some of the dialogue about the tradition and the characters. You get to know them a little bit. You find out about the backgrounds and what this hunt club is all about. There's also a weird office that Casper Van Dien's character sits in uh, talking to other hunt club representatives on TV screens from around the world. So he's on Zoom or whatever and talking to other hunt clubs and they're making bets on who's going to live, die, uh, that kind of thing in a way, but it's more or less setting up that if this movie is successful, becomes a cult film or very popular on streaming, it may be there ready to go for uh, international hunt club doing the same thing. Although what happens at the end of this, I reckon they might get exposed. Again, as always, I don't have to tell you there's spoilers in my chat because there are spoilers in my chat. If I was uh, not doing spoilers, well, I'd probably tell you up front, but there's going to be spoilers. There's masks hanging on the walls in this office. Animals up on the wall. Uh, it's a secret organisation masculinity it's about that reclaiming it and some really disturbing alpha male apex predator crap until thankfully a woman strikes back that's all a setup that you find out later again i'm spoiling it so you need to watch this movie first it's all concerning the character that mina savari plays who is very good extremely deluxe when it comes to composition and her look in every movie she's in. I think she's one of America's great actors. And a lot of people probably wouldn't say that, but you go through her filmography. 
we first see Mickey, he is right there looking at you, being mean at the 14 minute, 21 second mark. He's talking to Co, like the co-star, Casper Van Dien. I'll go through all these actors that are in this movie shortly. Casper's uh, very evil as well, but he was also evil in Daughter, a movie that was out not long before Hunt Club came out. If you haven't seen Daughter and you want to see a personified horrible person with a lot of <laughs> secret goings on, watch Daughter, starring Casper Van Dien. Uh, Mickey, he's... Um, Smoking a cigar, standing on a wharf by the lakeside or riverside, whatever you might want to call it. Probably a river in Mississippi where they filmed it. It would be a river in Mississippi because that's where they filmed it. Me being an idiot and uh, my brain needs to pick up the pace. Uh, Not long after that moment, we see Mickey appearing again at the 18-minute point, walking two dogs uh, into this locked-up barn full of chained together women uh, that he offers to these dudes, these guys, these hunt club members um, for reasons of having sex with. Now, they are women, girls that he and they, the club, would have captured previously and just kept in this barn. As I mentioned, this is really nasty subject matter. Uh, Mickey's character, uh, his name's Virgil. Yep. And um, he pops in and out of the movie as he was only on set a limited time, uh, according to the director, Elizabeth. Uh, It hits a nerve. It's brutal. It's also concise and sharp with its observations here. Um, Hunt Club has a layer of exploitation. I think many will enjoy that side of it. And it also has some engaging thrills, some suspense. Uh, when the tables turn, the women become strong. The character played by Amina Savari, Cassandra, uh, she has this alter- ulterior motive, of course, and wanted to be lured onto the island. Uh, she wanted to be surrounded by these dangerous rednecks. Her daughter had gone missing many years earlier, and this is where and why she tracked down during a personal investigation to find out where this island and this hunt club met. She also got the help from a friend known as Tessa, who's tough as teak. She's kick-ass and a partner in this entire setup. The two are brilliant, I must say, when they're together and apart. We see them both on the move at different times during the movie. Uh, It's my great pleasure to introduce to you someone, a director of a movie that um, sticks with you for a while after you watch it. It's got a great cast and um, I'm with the director, Elizabeth. Hello. 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 I like that. It stays with you. Oh dear. It does. You have a nightmare. Sometimes not in a great way because of some of the horrific things that happen in it and the subject matter, but you've made a film that with a low budget, obviously limited budget, but you've made a lot out of it, something that uh, when you're watching it, you're looking around at what's going on in the background even. I feel like I should be sitting here like smiling and happy and, and grinning <laughs> because it is it is a horror. I mean, you know, this is not supposed to be light entertainment, but the message is very important. It is, it is. 
Hunt Club is the movie we're talking about. Was it always going to be called Hunt Club or did you have any other titles in mind? That's all I knew it as, actually. I think sometimes with these films, you can be a little bit too abstract with the titles. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, when you watch a horror, you want to know what it is. It says it on the tin and that's what's inside. <laughs> well, we're going to hear a little bit more from Elizabeth in a few moments, but uh, I want to discuss what Mickey is wearing in this movie. Uh, regular listeners to the uh, Mickey Rourke Talk podcast will know that I often discuss the wardrobe of what Mickey is wearing in certain films. Carries over a lot of the same outfits. Well, maybe not exactly the same outfits, but the same designs, the same setup with cowboy hats and so forth in different movies. Uh, as the eras cross over, just go back and listen to previous episodes of Mickey Rock Talk. What does Mickey wear in this movie? Well, the catalyst here is all fairly standard. Uh, he's a cowboy villain. So, uh, brown leather jacket. I noticed a black zip-up shirt was underneath that. Um, yeah, a black zip-up shirt. Uh, like a t-shirt with a zipper. A square belt buckle with bling. It's all sparkly. Yeah, this guy means business. A white cowboy hat at one point. Uh, white boots with these red flame designs on the side. I thought were pretty good. And also jeans at one point, of course. They're fairly standard. And a pair of these smooth brown sunnies or sunglasses, as you may want to call them. And he wears them at night. <laughs> yeah, he gets away with wearing his sunglasses at night. There's only one other person other than maybe Jack Nicholson who can get away with it, especially when he was in the front row at the Oscars. Do you remember who else can wear his sunglasses at night? Come on, think about it. It's not too hard. Come on, who is it? Listen to the tune. Come on. Starts with a C, ends with a H. Two names. It's Corey Hart. Take it away, mate. Thank you, Corey. Uh, I think uh, Corey Hart definitely agrees it's a good look. And I must also agree those sunglasses at night that Mickey has on in these movies work for his character. Who else is cast alongside Mickey in this one? Well, I've mentioned, obviously, Casper and Mina. So let's start with them. Casper Van Dien. Well, this guy is awesome. I like him a lot. And most people think of Starship Troopers, Johnny Rico. But I mentioned Daughter previously. He's terrific in that. It's only a recent movie, but just before Hunt Club was released. He plays an evil, evil person in that, as he does here, but they're different. Casper played Tarzan. A lot of people don't know this. Casper Van Dien played Tarzan in one of the good and my favourite Tarzan films, Tarzan and the Lost City from 1998. 
I interviewed Casper Van Dien in uh, oh, a few months ago from the time of recording this, and it was about Daughter, and we talked a lot about Tarzan, and he was so stoked that I enjoyed the film and knew of it, and we talked a little bit about the making of Tarzan. One day I'll go back and we'll discuss even further what happened and the adventures of Tarzan. He was a good Tarzan. Uh, what else? Sleepy Hollow, Casper Van Dien was in the Tim Burton film. And uh, Christmas Twister. Yeah, how good is that title? Twisted Christmas. I'd like to call it Christmas Twister, which it is called. But I always used to say Twisted Christmas because when you watch it, yeah, it's a little bit more appropriate. Uh, he was also in Lady Driver from 2020, which starred his daughter, Grace Van Dien. She's also one of a kind. Personally, this next star, I've already said how cool she is, Mina Savari, one of the uh, great American actors of my generation, and she's one of my favourites, obviously. She starred alongside Mickey Rourke in Domino from 2005, which uh, I'll talk about on a future episode of Mickey Rourke Talk. And she appeared in Spun, the 2002 hard-hitting drug-induced comedy drama thingy whatever you want to call it does it have a name it's called spun all-star cast i talked about it on a previous episode of mickey rock talk uh mina savari's character cassandra is really the lead here and that's why her name was first in the credits at the start she's also in american pie 1999 now that was a big year for Mina. American Pie, American Beauty, which was an Oscar winner. The Rage, Carrie 2, from 1999. The Rage, Carrie 2, the sequel to Carrie, is worth your time. Horror buffs, if you have not seen it yet. And Sugar and Spice. Mina plays Kansas in Sugar and Spice. Now, I absolutely adore this movie. And quick story... When I was programming movies at a small independent theatre around near where I lived years ago, growing up, because I also worked as a projectionist and because I knew so much about films and how, how they worked and who what audiences wanted to watch what, I used to book movies for this little cinema. And Sugar and Spice was available. I hadn't seen it. I knew it was going to be this independent comedy. No one it got released in about three cinemas in Australia, I think, if that. And the one I worked at was one of them because I booked it, played it uh, for a few sessions and absolutely loved it. I don't think anyone came. I can't even remember anyone buying tickets for it. There might have been a couple of tickets sold. But I just put it on for myself because I went down to the auditorium and watched it. Sugar and Spice, 2001. She plays Kansas. Good soundtrack. And a lot of fun. She was also in Factory Girl. And uh, I've got to say, she was in this movie called Stuck that I got stuck with. I didn't want to watch it, but it grabbed my attention. If you haven't seen Stuck, uh, it's from, I think, 2007. Uh, I highly recommend it. But Sugar and Spice, that's the one. Today we're going to cheer loud. Jump high and look pretty. The A Squad. Cheerleaders kick! 
Kansas. You piece of... Could you try to keep your voice down, please? We're not introducing anger into the room. Yeah, well, how would you like me to introduce my foot into your... Lisa. Lisa? Is that you? I had a lot of work done. I mean, I had done a lot of work over the summer. And Diane. I've loved you since I first saw you. Right before you kicked me in the head. I have an announcement to make. We're getting married. When the new couple is short on cash. Why don't you just have your parents give you the money? We are two young, able-bodied Americans. We're not looking for a handout. We're looking for a hand up. Sorry. The A-Squad's ready to rally. The Beatles were wrong. Love isn't all you need. No matter what it takes. I know. What? A bank robbery. I'm in. Yes. What? <laughs> we're gonna learn how to rob a bank by people who really know how to do it. Criminals. I'm gonna visit my mom. This is like you asking me for help with your homework. Ah, uh, so that's a little bit of the trailer of Sugar and Spice. How it made its way onto a Hunt Club podcast. I do not... Oh, well, I didn't plan it. I know why, because Sugar and Spice is brilliant and it stars Mina Savari, who is in this movie. She's prominent in everything she's in. Trust me. Okay, let's move on to Maya Stojan. She plays Tessa. She was in uh, a found footage UFO thriller I'll never forget. It's called Case 347. She was also in Hollywood Fringe. Uh, both those movies were 2020, actually. Uh, she spe- uh, appeared in a lot of television series. I don't recall her in Entourage or Grey's Anatomy. Uh, they're the two out of the um, big list of t- TV shows that she's been in that I watched a fair bit of, I guess you could say. Um, but yeah, Maya Stojan or Stojan, uh, she plays Tessa in this, who's the friend of Cassandra, and they're the two that really take control in this movie towards the end especially or halfway through it all kicks off for those two when the uh, tables turn also jeremy london uh you might know jeremy and jason london the brothers uh well jeremy's in this and jason jeremy plays preston uh she's he is also in this um movie that is quite unusual and i gave it a average review but there was good points about it you need to watch it to to you know to know what the, I'm talking about. It's called The Dinner Party from 2020. Uh, yeah, if you want to see my review, it's on the website, thepeoplesmovies.com. Uh, he was also in More Rats from 1995, one of the great Kevin Smith films. Brother Jason, he uh, plays Teddy in Hunt Club. He was in Carrie 2, The Rage. With Mina Savari. There you go. What a link there is in everything. Everything is connected somehow. Jason also was in a movie alongside Mickey Rock called Fall Time out of 1995. You can hear me talk about Fall Time. That also had David Arquette in it uh, in a previous episode of Mickey Rock Talk. He appeared in a few, um, uh, I guess you could call them music videos that Aerosmith did. He was in Dazed and Confused, one of the all-time classics from 1993. He was also in A Midsummer's Night Rave out of 2002. If you haven't seen A Midsummer's Night Rave, it's Shakespeare on acid, almost literally. Paige Stark as Laura. Now, Paige is an interesting person. She's the composer of Habit, a quite interesting movie if you haven't seen it. Her acting in this movie is limited but effective. But the music 
Inhabit is well worth your time. As is the movie, actually, starring Bella Thorne. Yes, none other than Bella Thorne. Ioni Sky, Paris Jackson. I mean, the list goes on. Also, Josie Ho and Gavin Rossdale. Yes, that is Gavin Rossdale from the movie Habit I was previously mentioning. And he was, and still is, the lead singer of Bush. He did a fair bit of acting. Uh, You'll just have to search his name to find out what, or I might do a podcast about it another time. However, Will Peltz, as Jackson, is in this. He plays the son of Carter, who is the character played by Casper. Yeah. Will and Casper. All right, so Will is not too bad. Uh, he shares a lot of scenes with Casper Van Dien and they are involved in multiple facets of father and son bonding crap. It's supposed to be emotional and strong for the bloodline of being a man, but Casper himself is a more evil villain than his despicable character as father in daughter, I think. I mean, it's borderline. His son starts off nice. You will see that. Carter's an okay guy and he starts questioning why he's even at this hunt club, but it's the whole bloodline crap, father and son bonding, like I just mentioned. It's just annoying and doesn't go... I mean, it ends the way I wanted it to end because... He, des- he gets what he deserves, but um, that message was a little bit dumbfounding at times, I've got to say. Some final things of note in Hunt Club. Well, Mickey and Casper appear to enjoy each other's company in their scenes. They have good chemistry. Mickey has a scar on his left cheek, which I've seen previously in movies quite recently. Small ones. Uh, this one is a big scar, though. I don't know if it's real. It's likely real, but um, it could be makeup too. I'm not positive on that. Uh, Mina is wearing a green jumpsuit at one stage, and I was mesmerized. Yeah, my jaw dropped. Casper smokes quite regularly in this. Are they real cigarettes or cigars? That's the question. You can never tell these days with digital effects. There seems to be a lot of uh, fake blood spraying all over the place. I'm pretty sure that's digital blood effects. I could tell. Uh, It didn't look great, I hate to say. Sadly, as interesting as the movie is maintaining the intensity, the screenwriting itself is average, I'm afraid. It explains way too much. The viewer should be left open to interpretation. You get fed, spoon-fed information on what's going on in the movie. Just let it flow. Make your own decisions in your mind. Follow the characters and then you know what the story is going on. You don't need to know, okay, stage one, stage two, stage three, stage four of the plot. Like, come on, 
let the viewer work it out for themselves. Here is a little bit more from the director, Elizabeth Blake Thomas, about the cast. Okay, now I spoke to Casper Van Dien, one of your lead actors, uh, a few weeks ago now, and he was mentioning this movie. Um, how did you cast who you cast? I mean, you got Mina Savari, Mickey Rourke, Casper Van Dien, among others. Did you go through a casting process or did you know any of these actors first? There is a practical element to these things, you know, when you're getting distribution, which name is going to be the name that brings back the money, mm. who's going to be interested in seeing what. So there's always a variable based on who you're going to cast. Mm. I'm very fortunate to be friends with Maya and Mina, and Casper's become a great friend. So, you know, it works in very different ways. And David, the producer, has also worked with these people. And my mentor has worked with these people. So, you know, you just put your feelers out and go, who's good? Who will understand what this is? Who will bring something unique to the table? Yeah, definitely. Um, I'll start with Mickey Rock. I mean, how was he to work with? He had his, he loves animals and he was around animals on set, obviously. Um, okay, let me show you. So this, this is Chai and everybody who knows me knows Chai. And Hello. Mickey <laughs> is a fan of Chai as well as every other animal. And in fact, the film we shot straight after, yep. Mickey holds Chai in every scene. Now wow. in this film, <laughs> I don't think a little comfy white sweet Maltese would have worked. Right. It wouldn't have made him look particularly like a baddie. No. Um, but, <laughs> but in the next film, he's doing this in every scene with Chai, it's really <laughs> funny. So yeah, he loves animals. Um, and, um, you know, it was, he was on set for three days and okay. then, um, and then Casper, Casper was on set for longer. Mina was the whole time. So what was so great about these people is that they were just up for anything, really full on with their stunts, full on with the makeup, you know, yeah. whatever was required. Yeah, I think it was great, the dynamic between Casper and Mickey, both different looks, but both, they had a couple of uh, mild scenes together but their chemistry was dynamic because they were evil and it was just pulsating out of the screen. I think you did really well capturing that. Which is so hard when Casper's such a nice person. Exactly. I mean, yeah. such a nice person. I was saying to someone the other day, you know, the first thing he did was show us on FaceTime his wife. You know, and we met his daughter and and yeah. then we, you know, you're like, oh, God. and he kept saying, I'm so sorry I'm having to do this. I'm so <laughs> sorry I'm having to do this. This is not me. <laughs> Oh, that's great. It's really good. And Ah, there we go. That was really awesome listening to uh, that again. Um, again, if you are interested, the entire chat that I had with Elizabeth about Hunt Club and her other films she's got coming up and some stories from the set of Hunt Club and so forth, uh, please just uh, go to my YouTube channel, which is... Uh, Movie analyst Shane A. Bassett. Uh, she held up her little dog Chai and that's what you can see on the screen. But obviously you're listening, not looking, but it was a gorgeous little dog she was talking about. More fun facts and final things of notes. Mississippi locations are the best. That really is part of the movie that I liked up top. I think the cinematography, uh, the camera work by Duncan Jost Johnson, I mean, he's it's striking. In particular, a scene with Mina walking and the shot is looking up at her. Uh, there's a lot of forest cameras and bear traps around. Uh, they're, for, like, photographed really 
sliding around them. So it's quite scary when you look at these things. And But they're there and they're very brutal. I did notice the stunt double or body double for various alternate shots of Virgil. And Mickey was dubbed with ADR uh, additional voice recording, if you are unaware what ADR stands for, um, by another actor. I noticed that immediately. You could tell it wasn't Mickey's voice. I guess they just didn't get quite the volume or the sound they wanted when he was reading the lines and they had to get someone else to dub. Only one scene, though, thankfully. was only one scene that I noticed. And also, maybe, weirdly, a hand model. I mean, there's a scene with Virgil's hand with the freckles on the hand. Now, I'm not overly sure I've ever seen freckles on Mickey Rourke's hands before. Maybe. And I do look very carefully at various aspects of Mickey Rourke while watching his films for the podcast. Could Mickey have played any other role? Well, I'd, you know, I'd say yes. He'd be good as Carter. But would it be different? Would it be a different type of Carter than Casper performed? Yes, it would be. But I'm quite happy at all the casting choices in Hunt Club. The acting all round is very commendable. Uh, fun fact, Ch- Chess Belkin and Abby Georgiana, who are both in this movie together, they're also in a film called Deathlink. And Abby was also in Just Swipe from 2021 by the same director as Hunt Club. How about that? See, everything is linked. And Jess Belkin, she's amazing. Is the movie any good? Well, it's not bad. It, ma- it maintains interest throughout. I think it's good in more aspects than others. Uh, very familiar premise at times. It is scandalous and grimy uh, with the humans and the kidnapped theme, but enjoyable. And I really like how it becomes, when I say enjoyable, I like the change that happens in the film. I enjoy that. It becomes a kick-ass girl power tale with decent fights, action suspense uh, for an indie. Very well made. I thought Elizabeth did a great job. Elizabeth Blake Thomas is definitely a name to watch. Quite interestingly, though, she's an ambassador of Awareness Ties for Human Trafficking and has a mission statement. Her statement is to filmmaking. That is, get ready for it, and I like it, making films that matter. She's a lovely lady. Uh, Having a chance to speak to her all about Hunt Club and her career was quite an amazing conversation and i do hope you get to listen to it and watch it on my youtube channel now i did mention earlier the the end credits something in the end credits now i'm going to wrap it up by saying this isn't good and it's an oversight by someone not an oversight by the director i don't think because well i don't want to blame her it's something that probably should have been seen by the director or the editor even. Someone is responsible. But during the end credits, the crawl, it says, personal assistant, hair, makeup for Mickey Raw. Mickey's name is spelt wrong, M-I-C-K-Y. That's, as you know, incorrect. Now... I get 
Mickey can be spelt a couple of different ways. Can be spelt more than two ways. Of course it can. M I C K I, M I C K E Y, M I C K I, with a Y. Just think about it. But during the end credits of an actual finished film, spelt wrong, one of your main actors, yeah, not good. Anyway, should you watch Hunt Club, go on, check it out. I've been praising it. It is different, but beware, it is controversial in its outtake, but on its intake, it has a message, and I recommend it. Mickey's pretty good in it. Well, when I say pretty good, he does what he has to do and impresses. Comes to a horrific death too, which is fun. And he and Mina together again, well worth checking out. But check out Domino and Spun, the other two films that they are in together. Well, that's enough from me. I have crapped on long enough. My name is Shane A. Bassett. Thank you very much for listening to another episode of Mickey Rock Talk. You can find me on social media at movie underscore analyst. You know all about my YouTube channel. Or you can email me, shaneadambassett at gmail.com. Either way, until next time, long live Mickey Rourke. And don't forget to wear your sunglasses at night. Just like Jack, just like Virgil, and just like Corey. Take it away. My name while you call